Welcome to the DermVet Podcast. I'm Dr. Ashley Bourgeois, a board-certified veterinary dermatologist practicing in Portland, Oregon with animal dermatology clinics. I'm also a mom of two, just trying to find the balance like everyone else. Let's learn to ditch the itch, cytology, everything, and make derm more fun than frustrating. It is back. The month of August. It's Itchy Pet Awareness Month. I am very excited to welcome two lovely ladies to the podcast today, Alice Joseph, the Associate Marketing Manager for Dermatology from Zoetis, and Dr. Shannon Cabell, the Medical Lead Dermatology for Consumers from Zoetis. We are going to talk all about Itchy Pet Awareness Month and how do we really take advantage of August to educate owners to bring some fun into the awareness of allergic itch. So I really hope you enjoy our conversation all about Itchy Pet Awareness Month in the month of August. Welcome to another episode of the DermVet Podcast. I am really excited to go back to discussing Itchy Pet Awareness Month. This is something that we actually talked about last year on the podcast, and I think it's really just a wonderful way to bring awareness and um, have clients really understanding, like, what does itch look like in their pet? What is abnormal so they can recognize it and we can make sure that we're managing them? So I have two wonderful ladies joining me on the podcast today. Um, first, I will welcome Alice Joseph, who is the Associate Marketing Manager for Dermatology for Zoetis. Alice, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Thanks for having us, Ashley. Absolutely. And then second, Dr. Shannon Cabell. Um, she is the medical lead dermatology for Zoetis as well. Thank you for being here. Hey, Ashley. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Yes. Well, you know, we are really, so we're in the midst of allergy season, right? Like spring, summer, really kind of going into itchy pet awareness month. I think the really clever thing about that being August is it is when we're seeing a lot of pets struggling, struggling with their itch, struggling with discomfort. Um, so while we're in the midst of allergy season, Alice, I know that August is this really special month devoted to itchy dogs. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yes. Uh, August is the fourth year of itchy pet awareness month sponsored by Zoetis. Each August since the inaugural year, we have seen increases in the number of itchy dogs coming into clinics and surpassed the previous August. Last year, more than 1.8 million itchy dogs visited the vet clinic. This is absolutely wonderful news for itchy dogs everywhere because they are getting the help they need. Itchy Pet Awareness Month raises awareness of allergic itch as a medical condition that needs veterinary treatment. It also serves as a nice calendar reminder to get your pet owners and entire staff excited and involved. Well, and I think what's really important about some of the things you mentioned is, is that awareness, um, you know, not every owner really understands what itch looks like. Like even when I'm in an exam with someone who's come to a dermatology practice, 
I'll ask owners like, well, how itchy are they? And they're like, ah, you know, like not so, not really that bad. And then I'll say, well, do they pollock? Do they chew? Do they scoot? Do they head shake? And then all of a sudden they're like, oh yeah, they do that a ton. (laughs) And so they don't always recognize exactly what that itch means. And so some of the resources and things we're going to be talking about really kind of helps educate them. So having this time, we can really focus on that. I think is extremely important. So looking at the veterinary practice and people listening to this podcast, how can practices really participate in itchy pet awareness month? We have a fantastic suite of resources available on itchypetawarenessmonth.com. It's a one-stop shop for practices to access the tools they need to get the word out. Exciting new resources that we've added this year include a TikTok toolkit with custom backgrounds, a how to post on TikTok video, tips to broaden your social reach, animated GIFs to add to emails, texts, and other social media platforms, story posts for Instagram and Facebook, and digital backgrounds to use as a backdrop on virtual meetings or telemedicine consultations. Okay, I just love that you guys are now actually giving TikTok toolkits. (laughs) As a person who I think might be like, I have not yet bridged into the TikTok world and feel like maybe I'm a little old for the TikTok. I know I'm not, but um, it's amazing how on the forefront you guys are about where people really do learn and look for information. Like social media really has become an area that people can actually educate themselves in some of these things. And they look for, you know, this information in these different areas. So the fact that not only social media and these new, these newer platforms like TikTok, um, or at least where people are really going towards their information, but also having the other social media platforms, the story posts in the digital backgrounds is really great because we are seeing more things like telemedicine consultation. There's lots of different areas that pet owners can go. So having those resources that make it easy for veterinary practice to, to implement, because we know how busy everyone is, is, is really great. What else can practices really find on the website to get them ready for Itchy Pet Awareness Month? Yeah, there are, there are many more resources and of course, some cute pictures too. (laughs) We have, (laughs) we have customizable Facebook and Instagram posts and quick video tutorials that show step-by-step guides for posting on these platforms. We have additional printable resources such as waiting room or exam room posters to further pet owner awareness in the practice All of these fun and engaging materials can help educate pet owners this Itchy Pet Awareness Month. Yes. And we know that we definitely have to have cute pictures. You know, that we've (laughs) got to have something eye-catching, something people are going to go towards. Um, But I like that you mentioned you made them customizable because sometimes when we get certain resources we can use, um, if we can't put our own spin on it or kind of make it unique to our clinic, it doesn't seem as genuine. So making it easy to the point where it's there, it takes a lot of that legwork out, but we can, you know, take a couple minutes to put our own spin on it. So it does seem more personal to our clients. I, I honestly think really goes a long way. And you guys kind of have it set up where we have not only the social media, the marketing standpoint, but you mentioned some of those things that we can have in the clinic. You know, there is a lot of time people are waiting, whether it's the waiting room or if they're waiting in the exam room for the doctors, 
So being able to lay that foundation of what an itchy pet looks like, you know, what does allergic itch look like in a dog can be really, really helpful. And kind of going on that aspect of the pet owner, um, Dr. Cabell, I'd love to hear what is what is done to help our pet parents gain awareness of the importance of that itch as a medical condition that truly needs veterinary treatment? Great question, Ashley. First, the Zoetis Pet Care blog is a great place to go. It is designed specifically for pet owners interested in learning more about their pet's health and wellness. It features veterinarian approved articles on a number of topics, including dermatology and skin health. Second, there is the Itching for Help website, which can be reached by going to itchingforhelp.com. This website will help people understand their dog's itch, learn the clinical signs of itch that show it's a problem that needs veterinary treatment, and review available treatment options. Pet owners can listen to two great vets, one of which is you, Ashley. Uh, <laughs> True. Common- yeah, exactly. Answer commonly asked questions. And they can hear firsthand stories from other pet owners about their own itchy dogs. Pet owners can also take an easy, quick five question quiz. And once that's completed, they will be able to see if their pet might be showing signs of an allergic skin condition. Yeah, I think it's really important when we talk about resources of things that are out there, you know, there are certain things that really get focused on what can the veterinary practice do, but that's going to be much different than what we need owners to really see if they are looking for something, you know, on the internet that really can help them kind of understand what kind of clinical signs that their dog's showing, you know, can that mean that it's suggestive of allergies following with their veterinarian that that really could be an issue they have to deal with, there are different layers um, to what we really need to address in order for pets actually to make it into our doors, but then for us to appropriately educate clients as well. What are some fun ideas that you've kind of heard? Cause we've got to keep it fun, right? Like that's what really um, makes it interesting for the pet owner. What are some of the fun ideas that you have heard clinics do to get ready for itchy pet awareness month? So one of my favorite ideas that made its way back to my team at Zoetis was giveaway contest for pet owners who bring in their pets for a skin health check in August. The clinic filled up a jar with flea combs and the pet owner who guessed to the closest actual number of combs won a prize. Prizes can include things like treats, a medicated bath, a free grooming session, or any combination of those things rebranded as a doggy spa day. Oh, doggy spa day. I love it. What do you, <laughs> Shannon, what, have, what about you? Have you heard of any like fun ideas that have been out there? Oh, I've heard of a couple and I absolutely agree with you. It's important to make things fun. It keeps it engaging for everyone from the pet owner to everyone out on the vet team, whether that's at a general practice or a specialty clinic. So some other fun ideas include posting before and after photos of dermatology cases on your practice's bulletin board or clinic website, encouraging pet owners to share their dog's happy outcome after treatment and posting this on your practice's social media accounts and hosting a Facebook fundraiser for a rescue rescue case with dermatological issues. 
Well, as an owner of a rescue that is allergic, I definitely appreciate that. And before and after is, I think, go a long, long way. I mean, dermatology is a very visual, um, you know, disease uh, kind of category we deal with. And it's emotional for people. And sometimes people who are in these situations where their dog is struggling with itch and infection, um, for them to see that there is hope that we can manage these cases appropriately makes them feel encouraged that it is worth working with their veterinarian so we can get them under control. Kind of going into the veterinary clinic, though, the big thing is we're all super busy. Like it is so busy in the vet clinic and it can be daunting to think of doing things like marketing and having a whole nother, you know, month that we really, um, kind of influence owners with, and we're getting all these phone calls and maybe we start marketing itchy dogs and they want to start just getting these phone fixes. Um, Shannon, what do we do about these phone fixes? Should our staff just be trying to help owners who call with itchy dogs with just like easy, quick advice? First off, you're absolutely correct. It's a very busy time for many vet practices out there. Phone fixes can seem like a great idea to a worried pet owner and help manage your caseload. However, phone fixes are not appropriate for itchy dogs. Itch can have so many potential causes that require veterinary treatment. So it should always be treated as an urgent medical condition for which the dog needs to be evaluated by a veterinarian. Front desk staff need to be trained that the best way to help the itchy pet is by having a veterinarian examine them. Then a veterinarian will look for the cause of the itch, which can be due to fleas, skin infections, or other conditions. Yeah, really training the staff is super key just so that they feel confident to explain to owners why it's really important for them to come in. You know, we, instead of prescribing something over the counter, we want to see, is there infection we need to address? Are there other things that we need to consider in order to make that pet more comfortable? But what about dogs who are doing pretty well on their allergy medication and now they're having a worsening or flare up. Like we've seen them before we have a plan in place, but all of a sudden a season has changed and they're not doing as well. What can we do in those cases? Ashley, you bring up a really big point that needs to be addressed. Flare ups. This is particularly important for dogs with chronic allergic itch, especially when their itch has been well controlled, but is now suddenly a problem. It's imperative these pets are examined to rule out skin infections and external parasites, causing what seem like a loss of efficacy in current treatment. Good client education is crucial. Educate clients that even well-controlled allergy patients may have infrequent flare-ups. Our goal is to decrease the frequency and severity of those flare-ups. Uh, yeah. Education, I think is one of the most important things that we do in dermatology. And that includes the rechecks where the pet is doing really well. So if I have a pet who's doing well in the protocol we have in place, and I'm going to look to spread out our rechecks, I always inform the owner, uh, you know, I hope we can go these six months before I see your pet again. However, that's a lot of time, things can change. And so if you see these clinical signs and give them those things to watch for, the paw licking, the chewing, the scooting, the head shaking, if you start to see those occur, then let me know. Um, Cause we don't want them to wait until that 
set recheck time and then find out they've actually been struggling for a few months to get to that point. We want clients as advocates for their pets and for our treatment plan. We want them really understanding, Hey, flare-ups can happen just like we see in any chronic disease. And what's imperative for us to manage your pet appropriately is to be proactive. So we get them in sooner. We can get things under control faster. We can hopefully prevent a lot of those secondary issues like the pyoderma and the otitis. Cause I think the recurrent infections, which lead to resistant infections is one of the most difficult things we deal with in veterinary dermatology. And the way that we prevent that from happening is having that primary disease not only under control, but that client educated. So they can let us know if the pet is not doing well, so we can be proactive and get ahead of those really bad flares that can progress to those difficult infections. Now, what if um, Shannon, an owner calls and their dog is itching and they want to try something over the counter first? Do we suggest Things like antihistamines, say Benadryl, as a good option over the phone? Antihistamines are not helpful as a treatment for acute flares of canine allergic and atopic dermatitis in most dogs, according to ICADA. This is a really smart group of veterinary dermatologists that research allergic dermatitis. They performed an extensive review of the veterinary literature and concluded antihistamines are of little to no benefit in treating acute flares of allergic dermatitis. This is likely because cytokines, not histamines, are the major itch mediators in canine allergic itch. Yeah, I, something that's really important that's come out of the, you know, the last update done by Akita, and you're right, I mean, it is like the really, really smart veterinary dermatologists out there who evaluate all the literature. And I think mm -hmm. that's extremely important. Um, it's easy for us to think that antihistamines are simple because you can prescribe them over the counter. They seem inexpensive, but it's not really um, inexpensive if it doesn't work. And that leads to that pet becoming infected because all of a sudden, if we could have prevented that pet from becoming infected by using therapies that, um, have better efficacy, then they, then we're into cytologies and potentially cultures and then all of these treatments. So though we can think that antihistamines are not a harmful thing to try allowing those allergic symptoms to progress and get to those secondary infections, I actually think can be very harmful. It also fractures the relationship and trust in us as the doctor and as a veterinary staff kind of suggesting something that's not effective. We need those clients to trust us in using therapies that are more efficacious um, so that they really look to us as that trusted source of what we need to do for their pet. And though antihistamines don't seem to have a lot of big side effects, there are still some side effects we can see, right? Like I have had numerous clients come in and say, oh, it just made them really groggy, sedated. You can even see reports of things like behavior changes. And when we're dealing with a chronic disease process, we really don't want to be risking that, um, these different side effects and behavior changes and sedation, especially for a therapy that's not likely to be very effective. Now, it seems like Many pet owners who finally come into the clinic with their itchy pets have already tried a lot of home, rubber, home remedies to help with things like itch. Do you think that's as common as it seems? Absolutely, yes. 
First of all, there are 7 million itchy dogs that have never even seen a veterinarian for their itch. And we know that many of these pet owners have tried something at home for their dog's itch. In fact, we have survey data that showed 88% of, of pet owners with a newly itchy dog have tried at least one home treatment. Think about it, nearly nine out of 10 pet owners. That's a lot of pet owners. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's a ton. And we can certainly help them. Many of the over-the-counter and home remedies pet owners learn about online or through family and friends are not helpful in treating itch. They can also contribute to a delay in diagnosis and effective treatment. Yeah, and that's again, not what we want, because then we do the, the, we're already going to get mostly infections. Like most of our allergic cases are going to flare and have some infections. We do not want to contribute to that happening even more than already does happen in well-managed allergic pets. So what do we as a veterinary team do to help with that? So the veterinary team can, uh, start by building in a specific question or two on itch during the exam history. This can help identify itch as an issue for a pet early on in the appointment when an owner otherwise might not have mentioned it. And it certainly can stop the doorknob questions that happen at the end of the visit. Yes, I like that, the doorknob question. I know when someone told me that, I was like, I like that, I'm taking that for myself. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, Veterinary teams can also help get pet owners on the right track by beginning to be proactive about using social media and newsletters to educate pet owners about allergic itch. Yeah. And that's just also really crucial because we can feel like we get a ton of great information in the exam room. And I spend a lot of time with clients really trying to educate them. And I feel like I'm very complete But at the end of the day, when you go home and you feel overwhelmed, it is easy to forget a lot of the things that we talked about in that exam room. So having those things that, you know, after they kind of absorb the information, we can go home with and really come back to or educate ourselves with when we're not so overwhelmed can really help to solidify that information. Um, And, you know, we're transitioning most of us to some degree of trying to transition back to in-person visits within the, within the veterinary hospital coming off curbside. So Alice, what are some tips to make these types of visits less stressful for the pet owner? So Zoetis has a lot of resources that both the clinic and the pet owner can utilize, which can be found through our websites or through your Zoetis pet care sales rep. One resource that comes to mind are QR code stickers to add on to any pet owner material. When the QR code is scanned, it leads to letstalkallergicitch.com, where the pet owner can learn more about itch while they are waiting to see the veterinarian in the clinic. Your local sales rep can provide those stickers so that you don't even have to worry about printing them yourself. Oh, great. We like (laughs) easy. Well, I think Alice and Shan, this has been great. A lot of helpful information about how we educate clients, how we take advantage of Itchy Pet Awareness Month, really having that focus in a really high allergenic time for a lot of places. What are some final closing points that you'd like to give our listeners about Itchy Pet Awareness Month? Let's start with you, Alice. Just to have fun with Itchy Pet Awareness Month. I joke about it being my favorite month of the year, but it's really not far from the truth. 
It's fun to see something I'm so dedicated to being celebrated by so many clinics. And it's also great that itchy dogs are benefiting from receiving the relief they deserve. Also, be sure to use the hashtag Itchy Pet Awareness Month on your clinic's social media posts so that other clinics can see all the cool things that are happening all across the U.S. I personally love checking the hashtag to see who's celebrating. Oh, that's great. And then you might get some good ideas if you're kind of looking to see what other clinics are doing. Uh, Shannon, what about you? I absolutely have some final closing points. One, get excited for Itchy Pet Awareness Month. It's an ideal time for your practice to focus on how you approach the case of an itchy pet. From the first phone call about a newly itchy dog to the pet with chronic allergic itch that experiences a flare-up. Two, each member of your veterinary healthcare team plays an important role in effective and empathetic communication with the pet owner. They also make sure every itchy pet gets the right individualized treatment and both the pet and owner are supported now and in the long term. We hope your practice can use the great resources we've talked about today. They are available to help you educate pet owners about allergic itch and to build those lines of communication between the pet owner and your team. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I, I'm really excited that, that you guys have been doing this now for a few years where there's so much traction around August being Itchy Pet Awareness Month, not only as a reminder to use all the amazing resources that Zoetis has put together, but just as a way to really reach out to clients and have a fun way to educate them. I think that always sticks with owners a bit more and then they actually learn. But in turn, the most important part is then we provide, like you guys mentioned, the relief that these animals really need. And that's why we're all within this field. So um, Alice, Shannon, I just want to thank both of you for being on the Derm Vet podcast today and sharing your passion and experience with Itchy Pet Awareness Month. Thanks so much. Thanks a lot, Ashley. Well, so many fun, amazing ideas to implement into your clinic regarding Itchy Pet Awareness Month. You heard some really good discussion about how we need to educate clients, but also some of the amazing research. You heard of ICADA, which is the International Committee on Allergic Diseases of Animals, made up of a a bunch of veterinary dermatologists who really dive into the literature out there and make amazing recommendations. You also heard a lot of resources mentioned, and I'm going to make sure to put in the show notes all of the websites that you can use for your clients and for your clinic so that you can get all of the information and make your life a little bit easier. Um, one in particular I wanted to mention is zoetispetcare.com forward slash blog. There is a ton of articles and um, information that's there um, for vet approved pet care guidance for your clients. And it's just got a lot of amazing information that your clients can learn from. I just want to thank you and hope that you take advantage of Itchy Pet Awareness Month. We know allergies are something that are very common for you to deal with in general practice. So this is a month that we can really educate owners, but have fun with it. And most importantly, make sure that we are able to provide appropriate care to make these pets more comfortable. This podcast was sponsored by Zoetis. Zoetis is dedicated to changing the way we approach canine paritis to protect the bonds between the pet, the owner, and the veterinary team.